Hello, Christian singles. Welcome back to another podcast episode of Single Plus. As I hinted at in the previous episode that I had a surprise as we are closing out this year. It's crazy that we are at the end of 2023, but here we are. God has been faithful. So I thought it would be appropriate to have a special guest on to close out this year. So I thought, why not my husband? You all have heard me talk about him through the dating phase and engagement phase. And now we're about five months into marriage. So without further ado, I have my husband with me, Tanuru Osa. Hey, everybody. Hi, Dari. Well, um, I'm a youth pastor at my church. And um, I. Um, this is actually how God has been leading me and how God has been keeping me. It's It's been... It's been incredible these past uh, eight years. I got saved in 2015. Um, I don't want to go through the whole story about it, but how God met me, I was at my lowest. And I had no one to call, no one to talk to. And at that very point in time, I just heard the word prayer. And that was the Lord. I felt like I heard the Lord's voice. It wasn't an audible voice, but I felt like I heard it deep in my spirit at the time. And then I called a number, and ended up being Daystar number. And then the guy led me, he asked me one question in particular that rocked me. And he asked, he said, if you die today, where would you spend eternity? Mm. And I grew up in church. So that's a question. That's something that, you know, sometimes they do the altar call and you, you take it as fire insurance. I'm just going to go and pray so that in case I get hit by a bus, I'm good. <laughs> but when he asked that question, I couldn't escape it that time. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. So um, he led me to in prayer. And I was praying and I just felt for the first time I saw, I knew who God was for the first time for me, but at the same time, I also knew how sinful I was. And when I, when I saw that, I could feel that I was crying and everything, but I could just sense that something that changed still. And that's where, that's where my journey has been. It hasn't been perfect all the time, but that's where he's been. I could say that God has been truly been faithful in my life. And even when I haven't been faithful, he's been faithful. So yeah. Um, so he led me here and he led me to you. Um, I don't want to get into too much how we met together because I don't want to say my part of it. So, you know, Maybe episode, yeah. see, there's different perspectives on it. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> but, uh, I'm glad to have you on and I'm sure that listeners here are like okay she brought her husband so i i have shared but maybe that can be something down the line we'll see no problem but with today's topic i thought it would be appropriate to like i said close this year out and i know for a lot of us um the holidays as we've just finished christmas and we're getting ready to celebrate a new year some christian singles feel like this year has been a total waste Mm -hmm. and they feel like okay I thought this was going to be my year to get married or at least meet somebody, but here I am at another year and no prospects, nothing has happened. Or let's say you were in a relationship, but it didn't work out. Maybe you got your hopes up, you thought it was leading towards engagement, but it turns out you and the person went your separate ways. Or maybe you just feel like nothing is going right for you. Mm-hmm. And what's been on my heart for a while is what I'm personally studying is the wilderness. And I'm currently reading a book by John Bevere, God, Where Are You? And I think that's appropriate now for this point in time. And I wanted to bring my husband on here to dig into this topic. So 
for those of us that feel like you're in a wilderness as it pertains to Christian singleness. I want to get your opinion on this though, hon. Um, how did you feel? Like if you could just sum it up, how, how did you feel prior to meeting me and waiting, you know, asking God for the right person for you? Did it feel like a wilderness? Did it feel like you were never going to get out? Everybody else is getting married before you, you know, previous relationships that maybe you were mm -hmm. in, they moved on and you're still single. Yeah, so it, kind was, of touch on that. it was, um, it was a time where I felt like there was no prospects, like nothing. Like, you know, like you, you, you're going to question yourself. Am, am I even dateable? Like mm. those thoughts even go through your mind. And, um, yeah, I was in a previous relationship and I was praying about it. And I felt like the Lord was like, this isn't the one. And that's the thing I want to just encourage people take whatever it is, whoever you are, take it to the Lord in prayer. Mm. God cares about every single detail of our lives. There's no detail that is too small or insignificant that he doesn't care about. So took the Lord in prayer. I was in the relationship, cut the long story short. So, and then what happens is when you're not going to a place where you're not single and there's no prospects in the wilderness, you often begin to reminisce about why did I actually leave that previous relationship? Mm. I should have stayed there. It's almost like the children of Israel. If you remember, yep. they were always, anytime they encountered a difficulty in the wilderness, the thing they, they always said, it was better for us. We stayed in Egypt. Had we stayed in Egypt, it was better for us. Anytime you're in a wilderness, you're going to be tempted to think it was better for me back then. Well, the purpose of a wilderness is to draw closer to the Lord. He now becomes your, if he's not already, he now becomes your identity, your all in all. And that's not something that we say as Christians, but it's actually true. He becomes your all in all. And that's not something that's a one-time thing. It's a daily thing. See, daily you die to yourself so for me it was you know yes when you see other people getting married and everything like that it hits but you always have to remember you keep on seeking the lord and i know for me in particular i can't speak to everybody i know for me i was reading genesis and i think it was around that time i think i've told you the story mm. i was reading genesis and you know when it talks about how you know god put adam to sleep and he brought eve to her and for some reason, I was reading that that day, that part just struck me. And I was like, Lord, this is how you're going to do it for me. <laughs> and by faith, I just grabbed onto it. I was like, this is how you're going to do it for me. I don't know how you're going to do it, but this is how you're going to do it for me. And I just believe that by faith. So to sit here now, all these years later, and I'm married to you, it's like the Lord answered that prayer. But during that time, when you believe God for anything in the wilderness, you'll be tested in that. The word of God tests you. It purifies your motives. So around that time, is like, why do you want to get married? Do you want to get married so that people stop asking you the question when you're getting married? Do you want to get married so that you can finally post it on Instagram and say, hey, I'm married, you know, you know, finally off the market. Is that the reason you want to get married? So God will grant you your desires, but the first thing that's going to happen is that your motives need to be purified. It's a cleansing process. It needs to be purified so that now when it happens, it truly is for the glory of God and not for your own self-glory. Because in marriage, I know we've been married for a few few months now, but in marriage, you die to yourself. Absolutely. It's not about you in marriage. You die to yourself. So that's where it is. So for me, during that time, yeah, um, it, was, it was challenging seeing other people getting what you want and that's another thing about the wilderness can you still be can you still rejoice with others 
when they're getting the very things that you're asking God for? Hmm. Or will you become bitter? I say, God, it's my turn. Why haven't you answered my prayer? So during that time, like I said, your motives are being purified. And that is the most, that's important. You, God cares about you, but he also cares about why do you want what you want? Your motives behind that. That's very important to God because at the end of the day, he says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. A pure heart desires him. So your motives, that's that's key. Are you? Do you want to get married so that people stop asking you questions when are you getting married? Do you want to get married so you can finally, you know, I'm going to, I'm in, I'm in New York, stunt on people and say, hey, I'm finally married. Look at me, look at the ring. Mm-hmm. Is it all about the show? Or do you want to get married? Like, Lord, I want to find someone that I truly love, that I'm truly willing to serve, mm. that I'm truly willing to say is dead to, 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 to until we part. That's how, it, that's how it's going to be. And most important, so that you get the glory. Motives matter to God. So if you're in this season of, of wilderness and you're single, and it's like, where it is, first and foremost, let the word of God be food for you. It's the bread of life for a reason. Let the word of God be food. Meditate on it. Study it. Let it be your identity. And from there, things now fall into proper perspective. And also let you know, when you're serving and you're trusting God, God knows how to bring people into your life. God is not ignorant. God knows how to bring people into your life. How I met my wife and how we met, God knows how to bring people into your life. So... I don't know if that answered your question. No, that's good. I'm yeah. trying to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you touched on so many things. Like the first thing you mentioned, how, you know, when you're in a wilderness, it's very easy to think about, well, at least I had this back then, you know, making mm-hmm. reference to the children of Israel. Well, at least we had, you know, meat. At least we had the onions and mm-hmm. the leeks and all this stuff. And I remember listening to one pastor. He's like, wait a minute, you're talking about all this good stuff, but what about the crack of the whip? You know, what about you were enslaved? You know, what about when Pharaoh drowned all of your newborn sons and basically massacred your next generation? It's like, we forget the bad stuff because we're so focused on what we don't have. So for those listening, you may be thinking, well, at least I wasn't by myself, you know, when I was with my ex, but let's not forget, you know, what about the toxicity if that was part of the relationship or maybe those unsettling feelings that Mm -hmm. you had because you knew you were settling, you knew it wasn't God's best. So sometimes we're, we're we're so focused on the future and there's nothing wrong with having a vision and there's nothing wrong with, you know, desiring those things. But like Tanir said, you know, those motives have to be pure. And I, and again, with me, prior to meeting you, you know, 12 years of nothing. Some may hear me now thinking, well, you know, Daria's married now and she doesn't understand, like, trust. I've not been married that long. I've not been in a relationship this long, okay? There was 12 years. My last official relationship was back in 2009. I was dating a guy in high school we graduated high school first year of college and then before i know it I, and and here's the thing the enemy the enemy knows and he's crafty about things but god will also give you a heads up i believe sometimes that this relationship is not going the way that you think it is so i knew and i was very unsettled about it like okay i think something's wrong something's off are we gonna break up and before i knew it, he broke up with me with a text message i thought at least you would give me a phone call you know yeah um, <laughs> so by the way by the way guys don't 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 break up with no. text message. at least have the decent even if for you your information yes thank you i appreciate that <laughs> so that and that hurt because we dated for a year and a half i'm thinking wow after a year and a half you couldn't even 
tell me, even if it was over the phone, that it was over. So after that relationship ended, you know, 12 years, yes, there were guys that I talked to in between that time, but it always fizzled out. Nothing came of it. And I did begin to feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. By the age of 25, I was really going in with God in my prayer class. I'm like, okay, God, what's going on? You know, what have I done? Did I do something wrong? And God finally revealed to me, Dari, there's some things that we have to work on. So if you feel like you're in a wilderness season, just like Tanira said, you know, this is a time to you know, determine what your motives are. And for me, God convicted me, like, do you want your husband or do you just want a man to fill a suit? Mm-hmm. Some of us just want a suit filler, ladies, men. So you just, you just want somebody to fill in the dress. We just want somebody in the category. We have no regard of getting to know them. And that's what's sad because dating apps have basically reduced people to a profile. You look at their picture, you see some of their interests. And if it doesn't fit your preferences, you swipe left. It's like you're going to a supermarket. Exactly. Oh, that's, that's what it is. It's like you're going to like, a supermarket. I'll get a feel for it. And if it's not my taste, boom, I move on to the next one. So we don't really take the time to get to know people. And God convicted me of that. It's like, do you seriously want your husband or, or, or do you just want a soup filler? And that hit me like a ton of bricks. And then he was like, we got to deal with some things. So I had to grow in some areas. I had to mature. I had to check my motives. So it went from being, I want to be married just to be married because everybody else is getting married to, okay, Lord, I want to be in a relationship that honors you. He has to love you first. And I want to be in a relationship that you would be pleased that you would get the glory. And I've shared this before in previous episodes. God did not tell me my husband was the one. So for those of you that are waiting for this audible voice, if you're, and, and let's say you are dating you're and you're getting to know this person and you're waiting for an audible voice. God did not tell me that Tanura was the one. He said, Dari, you know what's me, you know what's not me. The time that I took in my wilderness to grow and mature and I became more in tune with God's voice, I was able to spot the fruit of the spirit in him. And because of that, it was more like, okay, is this someone that I can be with that God would be pleased and I can give glory to God with this person? Mm -hmm. And in my case, the answer was yes, as opposed to the previous relationship. So there's so much in here, you all. And I know that for some of you, it's like, yeah, I hear you, but it's still hard. It's still discouraging. And I think I've been in on top of the wilderness theme the verses that have been standing out to me are have been in the New Testament when Paul and even Peter talks about it in first Peter, how when we go through trials and tribulations that we're to rejoice. And for some of you, you may be thinking, well, how am I supposed to find joy in this season yeah. where you know I'm coming up with nothing or I'm approaching 30? Some of you feel like I'm not married and I'm not 30 yet. Some of you feel like I'm almost 40, almost 50. Some of you are older than that. You know, whatever age gap you find yourself in. The pain is still real, it's still the same, but you can still find joy in this season because ultimately the prize in life is not marriage. It's a beautiful desire, but the prize of life is not marriage, it's not children. It's sad that society has reduced us to that, to think, well, you gotta grow up, get married, have kids, live your life. But for the believer, our ultimate prize is Jesus. So that's something that we can rejoice in. That's something that we can be grateful for. And it doesn't mean that your that your feelings about marriage and wanting a relationship are going to go away. But can you just shift your perspective just a little bit and refocus on Jesus? Like, you know what, Lord, I don't know how long you're going to have me here, but whatever I need to learn, help me to learn it, help me to grow, help me to mature so that I am in the right place for when you do bring the blessing to me, whether it's a spouse and maybe it's something outside of that. Maybe some of you are waiting for a promotion, financial breakthrough, whatever it may be. 
but just know that you're not alone. That's the thing. You're not alone. That's the lie of the enemy. He wants you to think that you're alone in the wilderness, that God has deserted you, that God doesn't care. And that's a lie. So if I'm learning anything just by me going through this personal study is that God is there. And this is an opportunity, like Tanuru said, to draw even closer to him. It's an opportunity to be even more intimate with him. And for some of us, I'll dare say this, some of us have made marriage an idol. We think the ring, the title, having the status change on social media, we idolize that. And God will not be second to anybody. So you can love your spouse to the ends of the earth, but your spouse should not come before your relationship with Jesus. And so, the truth, the truth of the matter is, you know, you can't love, you can't love your spouse the way they need to be loved if you don't spend time with him, mm -mm. with Jesus. So the more time I spend with the Lord, the more I'm able to love my wife. The more time I spend with the Lord, the more I'm able to be to be faithful to my wife. If I cut out spending time with the Lord, then how can I be faithful to her? Because, and also, you know, when you're, don't, I'm going to read Matthew 6, uh, Matthew 6 from 31. It says, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows, and that's key, your, your heavenly father, which means you have a relationship with your father, knows that you need all these things. But what's required of you? I'm going to read verse 33. But seek first the mm -hmm. kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. You notice it says all these things shall be added to you. So in other words, as I'm seeking God, as I'm desiring him, as I'm following him, the best way I know how, as I'm, as I'm, as I'm seeking to please him, God now begins to add these things that everybody else is chasing after. Because if you're chasing after something, that means your whole life is depending on that one thing. If I can just have that, I'll be satisfied. If I can just be married, I know I'll be satisfied. If I can just be dating, I know I'll be satisfied. But when you're seeking after the Lord and you're seeking to please Him, He adds these things to you. So an addition is like, you know what? It's great that I have it, but it's not my whole life. Mm -hmm. And you're able to put those things into proper perspective. So I just want to encourage you, you know, during this time, as in every season of life, to be honest, in and out of season, but during this time, seek the Lord. I know that's things as Christian, oh, that you're Christian, that's just what you say. No, it's real. Seek him because in him, you will find your purpose. In him, you find who he is, which is the most important, who he really is. And he also reveals to you who you are. Mm. And then you get true joy and true peace because in Psalm 1 it talks about you know but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night so his delight is in God's word and as long as he, he meditates in that word day and night he now becomes like a tree planted by the rivers of water so now you now become a blessing to other people guess what you now become someone that people actually want to be around hmm. And when you become someone that people want to be around, don't you think God cannot bless you then with a spouse? Because people want to be around you. But where does it start from? By spending time with the Lord, meditating on his word, allowing his word to be food for you. Mm. Be actual food for you. And then it gives you strength. And then you, your, your demeanor changes. Now people want to be around you. Now you're not faking it when you're actually rejoicing for someone. Because some of us, we see someone else getting married and we fake it. 
but deep down we're upset mm-hmm. and man looks at the outward appearance but god sees the heart and god is looking at your heart is like no nah, that's not right you, your your attitude isn't right but once you meditate on the word of god the word of god goes into your heart into your spirit and it begins to change you from the inside out so that now when a spouse now comes along you're not faking it anymore that's who you really are and that's the whole goal that's the whole point so that you're able to love this person in the midst of a bad situation you're able to love this person when everything is going wrong one of the things about being in a wilderness is you get attacks from everywhere all at once attack from this attack from that attack from this everything is trying to fight for, compete for your attention but during that time the lord wants you to be with him to seek him in psalm 23 it says you anoint you you anoint my head with oil you 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 prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil so when all these things are going on jesus is calling you to come and be with me he really will satisfy you and like i said in matthew in matthew 6 6 first seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you what are the things the things that the world is chasing after you are a christian you are a child of god that is your primary identity not whether you're married or not whether you're single your primary identity is that you belong to god once you know that in your heart not in just in your head but in your heart of hearts you know that then you find true peace then you find true true joy then you become radiant and now people now want to be around you because now they're like why is this person so peaceful why are they so joyful why is that you know and just one more one quick, quick thing i always find in the book of ruth that when she went back with Naomi and she was in the fields and she was working in the fields someone noticed her in the fields and she had no idea mm-hmm. right now how you how your character is and you're being godly and you're serving and you're doing what the Lord is telling you who's to say someone isn't noticing you like right now <laughs> who's to say someone isn't taking note of that so if you're serving God and you're looking and you're seeking after him, God, I always repeat it again, God knows how to bring the right person into your life. Not only that, God knows how to take off the veil and you find out, oh, wait a minute, the right person has been there all along. I just haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. So just be encouraged. During this time, seek the Lord. Seek him and you'll find him when you search for him with all of your heart. So Absolutely. I'll add one final thing before I ask you to close this out in prayer. But yeah, when you take the time, even though it feels like this season is never going to end, when you take the time to draw close to God and work on yourself to grow and mature, because you're bringing everything that you are to the marriage. Mm -hmm. So if you're still, if you feel like a person is going to complete you and cure loneliness, that's that's not the case. Mm -hmm. I love, I love my husband, but he does not cure loneliness. He does not cure anything that I was still dealing with prior to meeting him that can only come from my personal relationship with the Lord. And just like he said, the more I take time with the Lord, the better I am for him. So even if you have to think about your future spouse in that moment, that's what God convicted me on. It was really heavy on me when I was still single. He was like, how do you think he feels? And in that moment, I was like, instead of focusing on me and what I didn't have, I started interceding and praying for him, not knowing that I was gonna meet him years later. So just know that your prayers are not in vain. God hears you. 
even down to the prayers that you say within your heart that you never say out loud. So I hope and pray that this episode has encouraged you and given you a different perspective and maybe giving you a second win. Like, you know what? I was feeling down, but I think I want to keep going. So with that, I'm going to ask my husband to close this out in prayer with this episode. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we honor you and we love you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for everyone that will be listening to this now, in the future, even years to come. Lord, I pray wherever season they may find themselves in Christian singles, wherever they may be, Lord, I pray, Lord God, Father, that they find you and they seek you and they know you as true bread, as true life, that they get their identity from you, Lord God, Father. And then one, Lord, that I pray that they stop believing the lies of the enemy, especially during this season, because it seems like, you know, the enemy may be telling you, oh, you're not worth it. You're not good enough. You're wrong. There's something wrong with you. Lord, there's nothing wrong with them. You love them. You sent your son to die for them. And he rose on the third day. So Lord, I pray for everyone that is believing you for a spouse, Lord God, Father, that they keep believing you for a spouse because faith in you is never wasted. Faith in you has great reward. So Lord, I pray, Lord God, Father, that they keep believing you and they keep on, Lord God, Father, and that more important, that they seek you with all of their heart. Your word says that we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So Lord, may they, may we all have a heart to seek you, to know you, and to know, Lord God, Father, that you know what we need, you know what we're asking for. So Lord, I thank you, Lord God, Father, and I pray that this, Lord God, Father, this message blesses them, that it bears fruit in their life, and that, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will bring the right person to them, and that they know that their identity and their purpose is in you and in you alone. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much once again for listening. If you're not subscribed or following the podcast, you can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can also follow um, my single plus on Instagram. So with that, this is the final episode of 2023. I will be sharing more content with you all in the new year. Thanks again, husband, for being here. Thanks, babe. Appreciate it. Happy New Year in advance, everybody. And I will talk to you all later. God bless. Bye.